The, uh, the name's Gorn. I, uh, really appreciate you listening in on, uh, News and Dragons. Uh, if you want to support the show, that ain't my thing. But if you want, go to patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia. From there, they got a whole bunch of perks. Uh, for five bucks, you can get access to exclusive Discord channels. Ten bucks gets you an NPC in the future that might bump into me. <laughs> and uh, fifteen bucks gets you a uh, behind-the-scenes special that you get once a month. Uh, if you, it sounds good to you, well, go ahead and head on over. Otherwise, I do appreciate you listening. You, uh, you enjoy the show now. Last time on Noobs and Dragons, the group met with the half-orc Gorn and learned that the Pain Chateau has seemingly been rebuilt, and that Professor Von Dracovich is at Gila Swamp in the south. They also found out that Hilda has a history with Telomere Venomstar. And welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. You guys are at Hydra Hilt Hilda's Armory and Artifacts. You guys were shopping around for potions and... Uh, gear. Uh, you just bought some stuff. Uh, you got that gnomish saxophone. But you guys had uh, also asked Hilda if she knew the name Telomere Venomstar. And she revealed that her best friend as a child was murdered by Telomere Venomstar. And she's let you know that this, the, the children of the city are in grave danger. <sighs> Oh, we know. We uh, we fought him. We tried to fight him, and then we fled. You? What do you mean you tried to fight him? Let's just say that uh, we're lucky we're alive. But she seems uh, kind of confused. I mean, you're pretty seasoned warriors, right? I mean, he had this mask. A mask. And when he put this mask on, he said something about being a, what was it, supernova? He's part of the supernovas, and he gained the power of a, like an insane god when he put the mask on. What? What it, do you mean he's a supernova? He's a supernova. You know what they are? They're the five most powerful members of the cult of the Dark Star in a region. Yes, he's a member. He's one of them. Yes. They got Telomere Venomstar. Yeah. yeah. You mean to tell me that the serial killer, one of the deadliest criminals in history, who wasn't powerful, was just a murderer, has gotten a hold of some artifact from some, what, aberration? He's part yes. of the Cult of the Dark Star. So some aberration gave him power, and he now is a member of the five supernovas. He puts the mask on, it turns into a grin, and he turns into this crazy, jester-like man that arms and limbs stretch and become infinite almost, 
Annie's pure madness. Uh, roll insight, everybody. He's super scary, dude. Uh, you all have advantage on this. Her, her, her emotions are like her heart's on her sleeve right now. She's showing her emotions uh, pretty heavily right now. Fifteen. Fifteen. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Nineteen. Uh, nineteen. Uh, with a thirteen and uh, thirteen and a nineteen, you can definitely tell she's she's freaked out. I. Uh, uh, with a twenty-three, you almost feel like she's like on the verge of a panic attack right now. Uh, she she's like breathing pretty heavily. She's sweating pretty profusely. She's like uh, she's walked to the front door of the the store and essentially like locked the door and put like the, a close sign in front of it. And uh, and she says, "Oh gods, oh this is the worst. I don't think there's anything worse that could be happening." And it, and I mean we're we're fine. And that's the worst part. We're okay. It's the children of the city. What will happen? What did he do? He captures children. I I don't I I don't know why. Uh, there's a lot that I don't know why when it comes to this. But he would capture children, usually from destitute areas, and they'd stay with him. For a month. I, I guess you take care of him. Take over parenthood? I don't know. I have no idea. But to the from the rumors I had heard when I was younger, and from the revelations that happened after he was captured, when they finally got a hold of him, he'd treat him well. He'd he'd feed him sweets. It was almost like he'd give them a better life. And then after about a month, he'd rip them to shreds. It was almost as if they were their frail child-like arms and limb legs. Their limbs would just be torn asunder. And then he'd leave that place, and he'd find some new place, find a new kid. For years this went on. Years and years. How was he apprehended? They they ended up finding him because someone had seen him take a child. I was the one who saw Telomere Venom Star take my friend. Her home life wasn't that great. Reached out his hand, and I thought it was a little weird. And he took her by the hand, and they walked off. I never saw her again. But I'd seen his face. He was smiling. He seemed like the nicest man in the world. And it was... It was utterly terrifying. He seemed like a regular, everyday person. He's not that anymore. Definitely not that anymore. Do you know anything we can do about this supernova, this mask, this anything about them that can help us in case you run into him again? I would say 
I would say in most cases, I would say find him, take him down. He, he's, he's just some creep. He's some criminal. But if he's gained some kind of magical power, I, I have no idea. You all seem fairly tough. You seem pretty competent. I've been an adventure for a long time now. I can, you know, I kind of get a read on people. But if if he was that much more powerful than you, I, I don't know what help I can be aside from to give you whatever intel I can. As far as the, the cult of the Dark Star goes, but uh, but yeah. Telomere Venom Star was the boogeyman. And he lived up to that name. He surpassed that name now, I think. I suppose so. If you uh come across any information on this mask and I don't know if there's something we can do to remove it from him or whatnot, let us know. I, I don't know a lot about the cult of the Dark Star. I've I've had to fight them from time to time in my travels. Uh, I, I only know bits and pieces. I've never fought a supernova, but on each continent, in each region, uh, they're, they rank the five most powerful members as the supernovas. And to the best of my knowledge, they're insanely powerful. Um, I don't know a lot about them, though. I don't know of any members. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't be any more help than that. All right. Well, we got to we got to get moving. We got we got to get some other places here and figure some things out. But thank you for all the information. Sorry to put this on you. She sort of nods, uh, uh, and she says, "Will you be telling Steel Breeze?" Probably. I need to know because if you won't, I will. We'll be why don't why don't are, are we going there? Otherwise, we could have her do it. Well, we still want to. Don't we want to talk to him about other things? Or no? I don't know. I think we need to get moving. All right. Well, we're gonna go to bed, I guess. But it yeah. is it, at this time. It, yeah, it's pretty late at this time. It's uh, uh pretty late in the evening. So I just yeah, tell you her, can tell him. Just tell her. Yeah, please tell him and let him know that we stopped by, but we're you know we're in a rush to uh, get to our next location and try to get some more answers. So. She nods along, and she says, uh, uh, where are you staying right now? In case if I find anything, I'll try to send for you. Uh, we're at the church. Got it. The United uh, Zellfire Church of Light? Yep. She nods along, and she says, if, if anything happens, I'll let you know. All right. Thank you. She nods. Uh, you guys uh, leave the shop? Yep. We'll go mm-hmm. rest. You guys buy some potions. Uh, mm-hmm. Potions of healing and a potion of fire breath. I do believe it was right. Yep, correct. You guys purchase some items. Uh, she opens the door for you and locks it behind you, and she immediately starts heading towards uh, Thornhaven in order to give Percival Steelbreeze that information. Alistair, did you see all those doggies on the wall in there? I rode a doggy earlier today. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Can we sober How about her up? you just, I want to pick you up on my shoulders and you just take a nap, okay? Well, yeah, a little bit of time and she'll sober up. Uh, where are you guys heading next? I think we're going to bed. Going yeah. to bed at the church? Absolutely. So you guys head uh, to uh, United Zellfire Church of Light. Esther greets you. Uh, she lets you know that uh, uh, she actually goes ahead and uh, gives uh, one of you guys a key. Uh, to the church in case she's not around and you need to stay there. Oh, okay. Thank you. Who wants to take the key? 
I'll take the key. Absolutely. Until he's drunk, I don't trust her. Yeah, Fair enough. Uh, Alistair, you now have a key to the church. Uh, it lets you in through uh, the back door. Uh, rather than the front, or uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. The uh, the uh, building is built into the tree, so there is really no back door. Uh, uh, yeah, she uh, uh, gives you the key to the front door. I, uh, however, I uh, since I, uh, I, uh, well, you guys, you know, I, uh, uh, you know, begin to chat about what you want to do essentially, and uh, there's a pounding on the front door, huh. and Esther gets up. And uh, or you hear her in another room get up and, and head to the front door. Uh, is there anything you guys would like to do? I'd like to go towards the door too. Sure. Tilly, are you uh, like passed out at this point? Oh yeah, absolutely. So I'm Tilly, with, I'm with Alistair. Sure, uh, Tilly, you uh, start like you know going to bed. You're like you know like ah oh, whatever. You roll out your sleeping bag and like start trying to get some rest and you know uh, you know get yourself sobered up. Uh, the door opens and it's uh, Hilda, and she looks. Still pretty panicked, and maybe even more panicked than before. And you can hear her asking Esther for you guys. And Esther, you know, shakes her head yes, and she greets Hilda in. And Hilda sees you guys. She says, "I let Percival Steelbreeze know what happened. He said that there's already a missing report of a child." What? Who is it? She says. Uh, it's a wood elf. He lives uh, on the, the kind of the fringe of uh, Narquelian. Uh, uh, he, you know, came in, let us know that, you know, uh, his kid was missing, has been missing for maybe some days now. When was he last seen? Uh, I, I didn't, I, I don't think Percival was able to get a lot of information from the guy. Apparently he's a bit of a drunk. All right. I'm sorry. No, that's... There's about a month. And then the kid will be killed. And she kind of shakes her head, and uh, she goes to leave. She says, Percival Steelbreeze knows more about the investigation. If you'd like to look into that, she says, that's completely on you. She says, I don't know if I can stand to let this happen, though. And she kind of turns around. Is there anything else you guys want to say to her? What do you mean, stand? Are you going after him? Someone needs to do this. When do you plan on doing this? As much information as I can find, I'll see what I can do. Don't go without us. She shakes her head and she says, I can't make that promise. Please, just at least give us... And she goes to leave. Esther, who's sort of awkwardly standing aside, doesn't really say much. I don't know what the two gen are. She's going to get killed. He's going to tear her shreds. I know, but if we go, we're going to get killed. I mean, shreds. But at least with us, we have a better chance of keeping her out of there and getting that child out of there. I don't know. I hope. I I, I don't know. It's <sighs> uh, Alistair. Go ahead and make me a uh, an intelligence check. What'd you get? Uh, five. 
With a five, uh, you're a little flustered. It's a little hard to uh, uh, make sense of the situation. But you, uh, at the very least, get the feeling that, like, I mean, you know that Telomere Venomstar is immensely powerful. Whether you're, whether she's in your group or not, you don't know if that'll have a huge impact on any confront confrontation. Excuse me. What do you guys like to do? Go to bed? Yeah, I mean, we... We have this rest. There's nothing else to do right now. She's not going out tonight. Well, hopefully not. All right, let's go to bed. Absolutely. You guys head to bed. Uh, you guys uh, have some restless sleep, and you guys wake up the next morning. Uh, Tilly, go ahead and make me a constitution saving throw. And what'd you get? Seven. You have a headache. A little bit of a hangover. Uh, otherwise, all three of you make me a wisdom saving throw. Fifteen. Fifteen. And Tilly? Twenty-three. Oh, you guys are okay. <laughs> the book has uh, uh, not been uh, found beside any of you as you've, uh, you know, uh, as you wake up. I... Uh, I... Uh, so you guys are all, all three of you are together. There's a lot going on. Uh, what would you guys like to do? There you can still hunt around for intel. Uh, however, there's uh, at this point two main locations you can visit or there's still things you can investigate. You can go ahead and head to uh, Gila Swamp where apparently Professor Von Dracovich has been uh, apparently looking for you guys. Uh, Apparently, there's also been things built in the swamp. It's a little uh, unclear what's going on there. Uh, there's the Pain Chateau, which you've apparently learned is an actual building. There's, uh, you were told originally it should be a burned down husk, but now you found that this is uh, a building that is, you know, out in the woods. Uh, otherwise, you can also try and investigate what's going on with Telomere Venom Star. Uh, otherwise, there's plenty of other things you can look into as well, of course. But uh, uh, as far as I'm seeing it, those are three main things that you could be looking into. Hanging out in Arquellian for research or investigation, I should say, or uh, traveling to a uh, another area. What would you guys like to do? Well, I guess we'll fill Tilly in, yeah, with the what Hilda told, told us last night about the child. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Tilly, you're totally up to speed with uh, the rest of the group. Uh, you know that uh, Telomere Venom Star uh, has already apparently gotten a hold of a child sometime in the last uh, however many days, uh, which is uh, a little odd because you guys just saw Telomere Venom Star a few days ago. Uh, definitely a little weird, but uh, you also... Uh, uh, is there anything else? Oh, you would also know that uh, Hilda, uh, it was her friend who was the last victim that uh, the boogeyman got a hold of before he was finally captured back in the day. What are we doing, guys? And Gail? I want to go to the swamp. I'm worried about this child. I'm less worried about the child. We Why? don't even know if it was Telomere Venom Star. Like, how would he have got here that fast? The, you told me that the child's been missing for three days. Yeah, it took we us just showed three up. days to get here from the forest, and that guy could turn into a stilt man. You saw how fast he could move. Yeah, but he only put the mask on when he was, like, being threatened or attacked. 
True. Wow. It's yeah. a little weird. Uh, it's uh, it's definitely uh, feels strange as far as the timing goes that the the child has been missing for for a few days now, and Telomere Venom Star was seen by you in the woods. That's well, bottom line is we cannot beat Venom Star. We've already tried, and just adding one person, if, even if we can get Hilda to go with us, doesn't mean that we'll have victory. The kid's been gone for three days. The the fairy tale, or the not the fairy tale, but the, the tales are that uh, we have a month before anything happens. So I think priority-wise, as crazy as it sounds, the kid is not priority right now. I mean, that is the, the, the M.O. of Telomere Venom Star. Him being a serial killer is he gets a kid, has them for a month, and then they die. And before that, apparently they're treated well. So right now we should decide... Is Dr. Von Drakovich the focus point right now or or this building that supposedly didn't exist that uh, Gorn went and knocked on just several days ago for the pain chateau? Where do we want to go? We have a vote Gila Swamp at the moment. I, I want to go to the chateau because it gives us more answers about the book. Glarus is related to the book. Telomere is related to him. I, I just, I, I want them out of here, and I need to know as much as possible. And Jandar, what are you thinking? Man, you guys would just put let this fall on. I me. feel like this happened the last time you guys had to decide on a <sighs> dungeon too. Uh, if you can't decide, like if you're torn between them, you can feel free to roll uh, and have it be random. Uh, you can, uh, if you want to take a moment and think about it. If you guys like to chat and uh, uh, each of you can kind of put forth your theories on why one should be done over the other, uh, that's fine too. Um. <sighs> So here's a question. Uh, Jandar, do you have a set answer already, or do you want, like, you know, uh, maybe a little bit of pushing one way or the other? Yeah, I want, I want pushing one way or the other. Absolutely. So. Tilly, what is your uh, push for why you should do Gila Swamp and potentially why you should do it before you visit the Pain Chateau? The information that we have from the Gila Swamp sounds like they're building something there. And I know the last thing that we ran into that was built was my father's. So I would like to go to the swamp because I think my father might be there. Tilly has a feeling that her her old pappy uh, might be uh, involved with the uh, the creation of what's going on there. You do also know that uh, Professor Von Drakovich was also uh, uh, said to be in the area from uh, your old pal, Korok. <laughs> That's right. Poor little Kobold. Korok. Korok. And Alistair, was Tilly's push for Gila Swamp enough to sway you or do you have a uh, something you'd like to say on behalf of going to uh, the Pain Chateau? The Chateau didn't exist. It was burnt down. And now it does. According to rumors. It sounds spooky. It's directly related with somebody who was with the group who have influenced this book. Absolutely. And there's darkness in this book. There's darkness in us. And there's darkness in this city. Baby, you ain't and kidding. All these people that are involved, I, I don't know. I, the 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 chateau is pulling me because it seems more answers to everything. Uh, no offense to Tilly, I know that she's looking for her dad, and I want to find her dad. But Glarus is also the one who had him last, as far as we know. 
Yeah, but let's just look at the facts here, Alistair. Like, we know what we know about the Pain Chateau through an orc. We know what we know about the swamp from a cobalt. So, uh, Jandar, go ahead and t- ask yourself this. Do you trust an orc or a cobalt more? We've learned about the house from many people in this town, though. You trust an orc more or a cobalt more? The other thing that you both... An orc? <laughs> Or a cobalt. The other thing you both need to think about is that we were told by the cobalt that they were looking for us. Mm Mm-hmm. Professor Von Dracovich has an order to find a wood elf, a human, and a forest gnome. Uh, And didn't say he wants them dead, just that he wants them... uh, uh, Actually, I don't even know if you... uh, uh, It was just looking for is all you uh, learned. He may want our black shards. Uh, make a, uh, or our nobody potions. knows we have those black shards. An orc. <laughs> uh, Alistair, make me uh, make me a, an intelligence check. I can maybe tell you a little bit more about that clue that you you have rattling around. Negative guidance. Nine. Are you giving me guidance or no? <laughs> no oh, okay. I'm not giving you guidance. I want you to roll bad. Nine. This could. You don't know if this could help you or not. It's not going to help me. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, with a nine, uh, you do remember uh, that uh, Professor von Dracovich was very leery of the Shards of the Black Pyramid. He used them in an experiment for sure, but he did specifically say that he was under the impression that uh, uh, Glarus wanted him to use them so that it would take him out of the picture. What that means is is on you, but it does seem like Professor Von Dracovich was bright enough not to go sticking them in, in his own you know forehead or anything like that. So y- he could be interested in Shards of the Black Pyramid, but you don't know for sure. Also, Jandar. Yes? Vandrakovich is a floating head. How cool would it be to see a floating head? Well, we also have to figure out why someone said they saw a human walking Christopher out in the open. Yeah, that's a little weird. After after we left that place and we know we left Christopher in the cage. You're just saying these things that hurt me, aren't you? Gorn said <laughs> that he saw a human. And uh, he, Glarus, he uh, potentially, Glar- Gla- well, Glarus is a half-elf. Oh, I thought he was a human. Nope, half-elf. Uh, Glarus could be anybody at this point. <laughs> well, <laughs> he did uh, look like Surreal for a while, who was human, so fair enough. Uh, but yeah, no, the uh, Gorn saw a human walking around with a goat that had little dragon wings. He thought they were little bat wings, but you know, you guys know Christopher a little better than that. Not much, because we left him there. Touche. Which leads me to my final decision that we need to save Christopher, so we're going to the swamp. And you guys are going to head to Gila Swamp. Uh, what would you guys like to do before you head out of the city and start heading towards the south? Nothing. I want to I head need, towards the south. I need Jandar's help to make something real quick. What is it you want? I need some reeds for my instrument so that I can play it. Uh, I'm going to level with you here, uh, uh, Chops. Uh, I don't know enough about instruments as a dungeon master to enforce you to need reeds. I didn't even know what you were talking about when you were like, yeah, I need these wooden things. And Hilda was like, yeah, get him at a special shop. She had no idea. I figured she'd be able to get me the mouthpiece and the instrument, but not the the wood pieces from the gnomish person. In my world... All in one, buddy. Okay, never mind. I don't need the reads. Um, your your I knowledge can, I of can play this thing. Though. Your personal knowledge of musical instruments is making it harder on okay, you. Okay, all right. I don't have that knowledge, so you don't need to worry. All right. Well, then I want to go to Jandar and say, 
you're good with wood. That's what she said. <laughs> thank thank um, you. Thank you. You should maybe maybe you and Tilly and I can make some nice arrows or something that could help us out if we're going in the swamp. Or wait. You wanna Before we go. Get some supplies <laughs> and make some stuff. Even healing. I think Tilly at least can make healing stuff or other types of potions. I mean, I'm a herbalist. I could try. Uh Tilly, uh, typically, if you want to make magic potions, you would need like the supplies to do so, and it would end up costing you about the same as a, like a regular potion. However, you do have a bunch of alchemical ingredients that you found within New Arcosia Pharmaceuticals Lab. If you want, you can use them towards you know you would make some rolls, and we'd have you you know make up some items here. However, because you don't know what those alchemical ingredients are or what they do, some random stuff might happen. I mean, they, they'll probably be healing potions. Yeah, I trust myself to make these healing potions for I you I trust guys. you. You want to go ahead and make a roll? Yeah. Go ahead and make me a uh, wisdom check uh, with per, uh, uh, proficiency as you use your herbalism kit to uh, make some potions using alchemical ingredients, which is normally alchemy is sort of its own thing. So this is sort of like kind of where the random uh, factor uh, comes in. 21. Wow, with a 21, uh, I would say you're able to make, because uh, how many vials of that alchemical stuff did you have? 43 vials. <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and say that you make uh, uh, six potions. I also have some vials from Raspith. Throw them into the, the, the it's all random to me, buddy, all right, don't I, you I, worry. Just, all, I had, all I was told was I have vials, I didn't told how many, so I guess. Uh, roll a uh, d10. Alright, that's uh, this guy. Uh-huh. Three. Three. You have four then. Uh, so you want to add four to the, the grand total of uh, uh, so 47. stuff? So 47. Yeah, so 47, and then go ahead and minus uh, uh, or subtract off. Uh, uh, well, uh, you use more ingredients to, to you know per one potion. So we're going to say you actually used 12 of those you know uh, uh, sets of ingredients. Knock that off the list, and then you have six potions of healing and then go ahead and put it on a little question mark afterwards and we'll see how much healing they heal for and what they do when you drink them okay so just keep that in mind with those potions there's a little bit of a quirk to them just a tiny one gender do you want to make any kind of arrows with what we can go get some supplies and we can make some arrows i'm good man We, we we need to go so you guys take until like <laughs> okay. early afternoon, uh, and you go ahead and make up uh, those potions. Uh, as far as that goes, uh, if you like, you can start heading to the uh, south immediately. You can uh, visit anyone else in town. Is there anything else you want to do? Nope. Let's go to the south. Absolutely. So you guys are heading to the south. Go ahead and uh, uh, make me a uh, uh, survival check to find your way. Uh, roll a survival check to find some food and water along your uh, travels. And uh, Alistair, if you'd like to make a uh, uh, perception check to keep watch for everyone. 17. 24. Wow. Uh, mine was a natural one with the guidance of one. <laughs> so that is the uh, second. second critical fail of the day. Yep. Uh, all right. We'll get to you in a moment. Uh, you guys... Uh, <laughs> this is where we all die in a swamp because he wanted to go. She wanted to go away. Okay, so you guys uh, travel uh, to the south, 
and uh, Tilly's, you know, finding food and some water. You guys, you guys are good, you know. And uh, Alistair, you uh, with a seventeen, uh, you out of the blue uh, see the form that you saw uh, above the Rainbow Valley. And it almost seems like the form is like, like you look up and in the sun, it kind of like catches your eyes through like the tree line. And it almost looks like there's like a, a figure standing like up in the sky. And then it seems like they like sort of like, like vanish. They just move so quick that it's hard to follow them. And with the bright light, it's hard to see. And you look up and you don't see anyone anymore. Weird. Yeah. Absolutely. Can I do anything? Like, I don't oh, know. what do you want to do? Like, tell my group there's this dude buzzing around. I want to yell, "Hey, dude!" Oh, it's way up around. in the air. Oh, way up in the oh, air. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, he's probably about 100, 120 feet up in the air. I could turn into a bird and see what he's up to. Good. Are you gonna? Why the fuck not? <laughs> Hard to argue. I'm gonna turn into a. Let's go into a giant eagle. Caw caw. Go ahead and uh, fly up in the air. I. Uh, you gotta make an eagle sound though. Caw caw. Is that an eagle? That's like yeah, a seagull. Yeah, a little Se- more of a more of a seagull, but I'll allow it. Uh, you flap up into the air. And uh, and you kind of scope out the area. Go ahead and make a perception check. Um, oh, I have advantage on checks for sight. I believe you do. So that's not any better. Um, so that is a ten. <laughs> a no, sorry. That's a eleven. <laughs> Oh, so much better. Uh, you flap up into the air. Uh, you look around. You don't see any figure. You don't see any, like, humanoid forms flying around or anything like that. Nothing catches your attention. Uh, however, in the south, you do see uh, what looks like smoke rising like uh, from, like, uh, uh, some clearings far in the south. It's maybe a few more days away, but, yeah. Okay. Looks like there's something going on there. Weird. Indeed. All right, I guess I'll fly, do another loop around to see if I can see anything else around us, and then you look around, fly back down, and you flat back down and uh, turn back into Alistair and reveal what you uh, learned. Correct? Yep. There's fire ahead. I didn't see the buzzer. You saw smoke at least. Yeah. Where there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> I was told this once. Well, then I guess we head that way. Yeah, I guess so. Let's keep going. Sure thing. Okay. I think. So, you Where's guys. Tilly? <laughs> what? Tilly's supposed to get us food and stuff. Yeah, she is. Okay. She's there with you. All right. She's on it. Don't worry. Okay. You guys uh, travel for a bit longer, and you guys make camp. And you guys go ahead and uh, start eating the food that... Uh, <laughs> There you go. Oh. <laughs> Tilly's, Tilly's oh what's going on? Why am I getting penalized for this <laughs> dick hole? You guys, I, I, you know, it, it's mostly like fruit and stuff. You know, it's it's found in the woods, and it's a forest. You know, it's not you haven't reached the swamp, you know, line, you know, area just yet. I, and you guys, uh, you know, take a bite of like an apple. 
and you look down and you see what's inside the apple. And it's a regular apple. And then kobolds jump out of the woods. Roll initiative. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, God. 16. 19. 12. Oh, actually, mine says 16, and it says, Mm -hmm. I hate Jazzy. (laughs) I hate Tilly. Oh, mine says, I hate Tilly and Jazzy. (laughs) There we go. Uh, Okay, so, uh, uh, Alistair, what did you get? I got a 12. A 12. And Tilly, what did you get? 19. And what did you get, Jander? 16. 16, okay. Surprise round. Uh, the kobolds jump out of the woods, and uh, they have uh, uh, a couple of them have spears. The others have uh, crossbows, and uh, one of them like jumps out and it's like, "It's them! We gotta get them, or it's our heads!" And the other two in the back fire shots, and the uh, two with spears rush forward. I. Uh, Tilly, uh, one arrow or one bolt just whizzes right past your uh, head there. Uh, Alistair, the other one whizzes by your head. Uh, they they don't seem very effective with these things, and they're like clumsily trying to slap another bolt in there. Uh, the two spears rush up. Uh, Jandar, one is on you, and uh, actually does get you. Uh, and you take five damage as one pokes you with a spear. Uh, Alistair... Uh, the other uh, ineffectively tries to swing the spear at you, defeating the purpose of a spear. Yep. And he misses. Uh, Tilly, it is your turn. I uh, bring out my amulet and I use Scorching Ray on both of the ranged cobalts. By all means. And the one on. Jandar. Got it. That's 17. The first one with a bolt is hit square in the chest. That's 15. Another one gets clipped in the side. The one on Jandar. And 13. Totally gets nailed in the back of the head. Oh, okay. Give me a uh, damage uh, damage pool for one of them, and that's what'll be uh, hit by each. Uh, each one will take that much damage. Um, each one of them will take thirteen. Uh, each kobold gets blasted with a scorching ray, and it just pierces right through them and pops out the other side. And uh, uh, Jander, the one in front of you's head just like explodes, you know, and blood just sort of splats onto you. Jander, it's your turn. Sorry. <laughs> there is one left, and it is on uh, Alistair. I wipe the goop off of my face. It's blood. 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 It's blood goop. It came from a kobold. It's blood goop. Bits of skull. And uh, draw back an arrow, draw back two arrows, and fire them at the the last one. Absolutely. That would be a 15. That's it. And a one. First of the day. Oh, it misses. Uh, It hits the the ground uh, at its feet. And yes, I know I didn't do what you wanted me to do, so calm down, Tilly. Man, you, I sneezed on these guys and killed them, so. <laughs> That's true. So that would be uh, 
11. Arrow slides right through his uh, uh, throat, and uh, blood splatters on you, Alistair, and the kobold falls over dead. I recover my arrow. You scoop up your arrow. I just wipe myself down because it's disgusting. You scoop up the, you know, pop the arrow out of the ground that you know hit its feet, and uh, yeah, you guys are fine. Well, I wonder who brought these guys near us. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know who would have been, uh, you know, foraging for things. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> no oh, clue. Man. All right, let's just anything keep going. on these cobalts at all? Absolutely. Uh, go ahead and make me an investigate check. Ooh, that's a good one. Give me a four. Ooh, uh, they have <laughs> dirty rags. Perfect. Uh, uh, two very mediocre spears. That's what I was looking for. And uh, two uh, uh, light crossbows, which are especially filthy. Fantastic. I would like none of that. Sure, not. Sure. Just imagine what you can make with those wooden spears, though. I was really considering you the could rags. carve the spears into something very decorative. You do have a magic item that stores weapons. If oh, you'd yeah. like to just keep you them, because you, the you can, you can. It's I'll on take, you. I'll take the spears. I don't want the stupid crossbows. Sure thing. You ignore the stupid crossbows <laughs> and uh, take the uh, very mediocre spears. All right. You guys finish up your meal, and uh, and it's time to uh, uh, clear up camp. Or not clear up camp. I'm sorry. That was... No, uh, we uh, just got up ambush yeah, you, you, while we were getting ready to rest. Yeah, yeah. So you guys make camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my apologies. I misspoke. You guys make camp. All right. I'll take the first watch. Absolutely. Uh, Alistair, go ahead and uh, make me a uh, uh, perception check. That would be a 21. With a 21... Your uh, you have a campfire, right? You know, standard yeah. standard procedure. Okay, you uh, with a twenty one, you feel like you're being watched. Like you look around, you're not seeing anything. It just, I don't know. It it just feels weird. Like something something is like sort of like has its eyes on you. I do like a perimeter walk. You do the perimeter walk. You uh, uh, take a look around, and for the life of you, you don't see anything. What if I detect magic ritual? cast so you go through the 10 minutes you yeah. cast you know detect magic and uh the range on that is what like probably like uh, 30 feet 60 feet um it is 30 feet 30 feet you look around with 30 feet and no magic nothing hmm. all right i guess i'll just hang out look at the saxophone that i got maybe uh Blow into it a little bit, not too loud. I don't want to wake anybody up, but uh, just see how it, how, it, how it rings. Make a, per- a performance check. <laughs> that, that would be a 11. <laughs> uh, you you only make a, a slight, like, like yeah. into, into it, and it kind of makes, like, a weird, like, <laughs> noise. <laughs> I get tickled by that. Uh Jandar, you uh, stop. Your trance uh, has ended. Go ahead and make me a wisdom saving throw. 17. You're fine. That book is not open beside you as you wake up. Uh, so, uh, do you want to go ahead and take over watch? 
Yeah. It's it's creepy out here. I feel like we're being watched, just so you know. We probably are by everything. Uh, yeah. All I, right. I, I'm not going to say that. That's not true. I pack up my saxophone and uh, go into the tent. Yep. You slap it in the case and you head into the uh, the tent to go to bed. Uh, Jan, are going to make me a perf- uh, perception check. 18. I, you, maybe it's only, maybe it's because Alistair said it almost feels like someone like is kind of watching you have that weird, you know, uh, awkward feeling, but it sort of subsides and time passes and you're okay. Uh, Nothing really comes out at you. Nothing jumps you. I feel it though. And I just, I, I reach out to the. Whatever it is that's following us and be like, I know you're out there. I know you're watching us. There's no response. Well, I know you're there. And then I just uh, keep watch. Absolutely. Uh, Alistair and Tilly, make me some wisdom saving throws. And what'd you get? 18. Alistair? 10. (laughs) <laughs> Alistair you wake up and the book is not beside you you're fine you wake up no nah, you're fine you're in control uh, uh, Tilly as well you wake up you're totally okay uh, the book has not been read throughout the night so now that you guys have broken camp uh, and you guys have woken up daylight is uh, coming out what would you guys like to do Find that fire. I, mean, I think we head towards the the direction that uh, Alistair said he saw the fire. Sure, do in the south or uh, do south. Uh, go ahead and uh, once again make me a, uh, a series of your uh, tracking rolls that are uh, yeah yeah the survival uh, for finding food, and water, finding your way, and also perception to keep watch. Twenty one for perception. Twenty one. That's pretty good. Eighteen. 18. 18's not bad. Uh, you find food and water. You're okay. Uh, and you're finding your way pretty well. The forest now has sort of uh, uh, kind of like uh, sort of like cleared out a bit. And it's a little bit more muddy and murky now. Uh, the trees are no longer like, uh, 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 what would it be? Uh, deciduous trees, you know, like uh, uh, like in a standard forest. Uh, it looks like they're more like carnivorous. Carnivorous, isn't it now? The deciduous and carnivorous. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it, less trees like that, and now it's uh, like standard, you know, trees in a forest. I should say like that, and it's now more like mangroves and stuff. Uh, it's uh, uh, like the the branches. It's still coniferous trees, I suppose, but uh, it's uh, uh, not your standard like you know. Uh, like maple trees and stuff like that. It's now more like uh, uh, willows and stuff where it's like the, the the branches sweep out wide and, you know, f- like the leaves kind of hang from the trees. It's now darker. Uh, it's a little bit like more humid and muggy. And uh, you guys are making your way pretty well, though. Uh, Alistair, what was your perception check? It was a 21. With a 21. Every so often you get a weird feeling you're being watched and you look around and nothing seems to be there. Nothing above us? You're looking up and no, you're not seeing anything. Weird. So uh, go ahead and uh, uh, one of you make me a D100 roll. I got it. Oh, that's funny. Oh. 
And what'd you get? Oh, I rolled to uh, 91. Wow, 91. Nice. I rolled so, a zero and a 10. What would that have been? Uh, that would have been a, uh, that would have been a one. Yeah, good thing you rolled. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> is that a critical fail on a 100? It is. It is. <laughs> Anon Rolson and Telomir Venomer start show up. They, yeah. they beat you <laughs> up and leave you in the mind. Kill us. Anywho, I... So you guys are, are traveling around, and it's starting to get a little later in the evening, and it's, it's you know, uh, it's now, like, more wet, and, like, it's m- more of a slog. You know, there's more marsh and stuff you're heading through. But you find a, uh, a dry patch, uh, kind of a hill that leads up, and, uh, and you know, sure enough, uh, you know, it's a place you can make camp that's relatively uh, dry. Uh you guys go ahead and start, you know, setting up camp, and you hear a voice come from behind you. <laughs> and you turn around, and there's a face in the, like, mangrove tree. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Are you an ant? Uh, indeed I am. It's been a long time since I've had visitors. What's your name, sir? Uh, the uh, treant uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, you know, coughs a bit, and he lets you know that his uh, uh, his name is... Uh, uh, let's see. I need a name for an ant. Uh, <laughs> this was due to your 91. Uh, so... Gl- so uh, <laughs> I... Uh, you have uh, Swamp Burrow is his name. Swampboro uh, says, oh, my name is Swampboro. <laughs> Very that's nice a, to meet you. a cool name. How long have you been here? Oh, about a hundred or so years. You live here? Well, indeed. I set up root here. Yeah. And you see that uh, uh, whereas most treants are able to like move around and stuff, it looks like his feet are like planted firmly into the, the earth and into the mud and stuff. Why'd you set up here? I thought it was a rather nice location. Yeah. I'd spent a great deal of time finding uh, the perfect spot. And? And this was it. And it's perfect? I think it's rather nice. I like it too. And you look around and it doesn't really look much different than any other part of this kind of swampy bug, but uh, you know, it seems to make him happy. What makes this spot so perfect? I think the right... Uh, light in the right season it's rather beautiful uh, it's not that season now and the weather has to be good but it's it's a waiting game it's all about waiting i have time on my hands you see so you seen anything crazy uh, come through here uh, recently <laughs> <laughs> things have been rather strange lately noisy Indeed. Yeah, we saw some uh, smoke nearby. Oh, that's not good. If I hadn't placed root down here, I would investigate. But no matter. I hope the swampy, damp terrain will prevent any forest fires. See any kobolds come by? 
As a matter of fact, I have. Oh. They've been prowling around the region. Yeah, I heard they've been stirring up and making stuff around here. I don't know about making stuff, but it has rather been noisy lately. You wouldn't happen to be talking to any of the other plant life around here, have you? Well, they all have a voice, if you can hear it, if you can listen for it. Uh, I've heard whisperings on the wind of reptilian creatures in the swamp. Yeah, we've seen them in the sky, flying around, coming by here, armored. Armored lizards in the sky? Yeah, pretty crazy. Such things I've never heard of. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, um, do you mind if we uh, hang out near you, set up camp for uh, to rest? By all means. There's plenty of room. Maybe you could uh, tell us some tales while we uh, get ready for sleep. Ah, now the story of how I chose this particular spot is an interesting <laughs> one. I believe it was a, a winter day. Yes. I believe it was winter. And he starts telling you the story of how he like chose this location. And you guys can cut him off if you like. If you'd like me to continue, I certainly can. Yes, please go. Well, it was a cold day, but not that cold. I guess maybe for the listeners' sake, we should we... It's on you guys. You're the players. If you want to hear what this guy has to say about this particular location, you definitely can. Tilly seems really into it, so we'll let him keep going while we set up camp. Yeah. All Tilly, right. you sit your butt down, and he starts telling you a, uh, a, a bit of a tale. Go ahead and make me a history check. <laughs> I'm using guidance on this because I want to know. Mm-hmm. 14. With a 14, uh, you guys have set up camp, and you come back, and it uh, uh, Swampboro is still explaining things, and it looks like Tilly is nodding off. Looks like she's like you know in that like halfway spot between like totally sleeping and like kind of like. I smack Tilly in the back of the house. Say, pay attention. This is important. <laughs> and you wake up, Tilly. Uh, you're afraid you missed a lot of what he was saying, though. So interesting. Thank you, Swampboro. Make me a uh, deception check. <laughs> Because we all know that's a lie. Twelve. Yes, you are rather welcome. You remind me of a forest <laughs> gnome I met some time ago. I believe it was a summer day at that time. Go on. Well, you see, I had been wandering the region looking for the best spot to set up root (laughs) when I had met a forest gnome who reminded me rather of you. He was a nice man, a little taller than you, but not that much taller, maybe a little bit more slender than you. He just called you fat, Tilly. He was wearing, I believe... A green tunic. I remember it was green. Because you see, it also matched his trousers, which were a darker green. Did he happen to have, I don't know, maybe like a green cap on as well? No, he did not wear a cap. What about, did he have a sword with him? 
He didn't have a sword. He had no weapons, but he had a brown backpack. Hmm. I remember it was brown because it matched the color of the earth. Mm-hmm. A very, a very beautiful shade of brown. You see. Did you, did you ever get like a uh, courageous aura or energy from him at all? No, he huh? was rather mundane. Oh, all right. Much like the cloak he was wearing. Not nearly as pretty of an earthen color as his backpack, you see. It was more dull. And he came through here last summer. No, this was many years ago. This would have been while I was searching for the spot to set up root. Mm. So this spot right here, the perfect spot. Yes, but this was before I found this spot. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys would like, <laughs> make me history checks if you would like to listen to Swampboro uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, babble. Oh, hell yeah. That's a great roll. That's 19, 24, 27. 27. Wow. Yeah. What'd you get, Alistair? Unnatural 20. A natural 20? <laughs> no, no, un- unnatural. 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 Oh, I thought you oh, said no. natural. 20, 23. <laughs> so we're all interested. Wow. Uh, I'm very surprised. Uh, so, I. Uh, Swampboro. <laughs> Go on. Swampboro babbles for hours. He's just like, his stories are slow and they slog. And it almost is like his, it's almost like his speech pattern is like, like the water of like a, like a bog. It's just sort of like splashes. And uh, you don't necessarily get much from the, the, uh, like his, his stories are certainly not very interesting. But at one point he does let you know, he says, there was a large clearing further to the south that I almost set up a spot at. I almost took root there. But the light there wasn't quite as nice in the autumn seasons. But, interestingly, I do recall that there was someone there who tried to steer me away from the spot. They were burying something there. Would you be able to, I don't know, point us in the direction of that spot? Oh, absolutely. I remember it very vividly. It was, I believe, in the spring. Now, I remember it was spring. And he babbles for a little (laughs) bit longer. And then he gets back and he says, in any event, I remember they buried it next to a large tree, which had a a peculiar series of three knots in it. And I thought that was rather odd because you don't normally see a tree with more than one knot, let alone a knot. In any event, they buried it underneath the roots of that tree. Oh, maybe about, I would say, from your leg size, about a a day's travel down to the south. And he directs you, you think, to likely where the the these things are being built, you know. The smoke uh, and stuff? Yeah, uh, for the smoke is coming from. You think uh, this, this clearing he has talked about is from there. Hmm. He says, you are rather good listeners. Is there anything that I can help you with? Any questions you may have? Uh, I think we're good. You seen any orcs around in this place? 
I did? Yeah? Uh, f- maybe about a, a week ago at this point. Was a half-orc or a full-orc? Or? I believe he was a half-orc. You see, he had a rather large axe on his back. And oh, okay. It caught me off guard. Axes aren't something that a, a treant likes to see, you understand. Right. But he seemed rather, uh, how shall I put it, uh, focused, very determined. Uh, also... He split a kobold clean in half. <laughs> that must have been pretty entertaining. It was insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you so much for your time, uh, Swamp Burrow. Of, uh, we really appreciate your knowledge. And right in your... half. Yes, yes. Blood everywhere. Yes. Fertilizing the roots now. <laughs> mm. How does it taste? Better than you would think. Oh, all right. Well, I think we're going to rest now unless anybody else has any other questions. Yeah. Would you guys like to go to bed or uh, would you like to ask Swampborough any uh, other questions? How old are you? I'm, uh, I remember very vividly my <laughs> age. <laughs> yeah. Just tell me what your age is. 373 years old. And 47 days. Nice. It's a good time. Tomorrow will be 48 days. Yes. Now, the 48th day of my year. <gasps> Did you hear that? Birth. Did you hear that? What? Did you hear that over there? Well, what and I kind of point over the direction <laughs> away from the tent, hoping that he looks in that direction. Oh, He's no. Slow- hold, hold on. It's okay. Um, Alistair, it was nothing. I, I think Alistair wants to hear the rest of your story, though. Goes, no, there's something over there. I no, swear to God. I, I want to go over there. I'll be right back. See ya. <laughs> roll deception <laughs> and roll persuasion. We're going to have a deception persuasion Ooh, off. Good thing I am proficient in both. Hey, well, thing, I'm hey. giving guidance to Jandar. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait. Who rolls what? Oh, uh, Alistair, you're rolling deception because you lied. Yes. And Jandar is rolling persuasion because, I mean, you he's right. You didn't yes. hear anything. Yes, yes. I rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a natural 20. No! <laughs> <laughs> I can't make this shit up. This is great. This is great. Uh, Jandar and Tilly, you guys <laughs> go into trance and go to bed as uh, the one of the uh, long branch arms of uh, 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 Swampboro Swamp <laughs> like, puts its arm on uh, 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 Alistair's shoulder, draws him in real close. He goes, don't worry, son. I'll protect you from whatever happens. And while I'm protecting you, <laughs> this reminds me of a moment. That happened many moons ago. Do you mind if I play while you're uh, telling me this story? I feel like it would add good ambiance to it. Yes, I would mind. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where we're going to go ahead (laughs) and pause today's session. Thank you for listening 
to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind-the-scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.